Thank you for your presence today. Praise God for blessing us to see the beginning of another year. Now it's up to us to make the most of his irreplaceable endowment. God knows the plans he has for us. What we're capable of is no surprise to him. Our capabilities are, however, often lost on us because we do not know his plans due to our lack of quality time with him through prayer and fasting, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us on making the most of God's precious gift of time. Refocus our minds. May our minds not wonder. We don't know what a day, month, a year is going to bring. Prepare us. Strengthen us. Renew us. Revive us. So whatever comes this year, we can still be found standing on the promises of God. We love you. And we declare our undivided allegiance to you. In Jesus' name, help me to preach now the way the Holy Spirit wants me to preach. Who am I to stand behind this sacred desk and proclaim and declare your word? Thank you for giving me the divine privilege that I really don't deserve. And I really say thank you for this marvelous privilege. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. We want you to turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. The book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 17 is our text. We want you to hang with me. We want you to write. We want you to internalize. We want you to digest. Because this is a message from God to you. And you don't want to miss what God is saying to you. When I, every time I approach my Bible and begin to read, you know what I say? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Maybe that's a good habit you ought to pick up. That's what every time I approach my Bible and begin to read, I say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Let's say it together. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. One more time, a little bit louder. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Ephesians 5:15 through 17 says, "Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil." Don't you know they're evil? So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I want to preach this morning, part one, it'll be a part two and a part three, how to make the most with the precious gift of time. How to make the most with the precious gift of time. 
Remember when you were younger and it seemed as if life was moving so slowly, you felt as if you would never reach the age of 18. You could not wait to get a driver's license, grow up. You couldn't wait to leave the house. Now, many, many can wait now, however. But, but in yesteryears, you couldn't wait to leave the home, to go off to college, pursue a career. When you were young and heard someone say they were 30 years of age, they seemed so old when you were only a teenager. But now, <laughs> there are many of you who say you are 50 and holding. And you are in denial about your age to the point that you refuse to even tell anyone how old you really are. Don't you fix your mouth to ask me how old I am. That's not me. You know, I, I just don't care about that. But some of you, you want to be, you want to stay forever young. So you have at it. <laughs> so with that being said, how do you misuse or waste the gift of time? For life is so short and the years are passing so fast. God is a God of equity. He has given all of us 24 hours in a day. All of us can, can say we have the same 24 hours in a day. There are people who make great and wonderful achievements, while others, when reflecting back on their lives, have little to nothing to show for their life. Perhaps that's why so many don't want to show up for their high school reunions and neither do they want to show up for their family reunion because they have nothing to show for their life. So they're purposefully absent. In this brand new year that the Lord has blessed us with, what are you going to do with the precious gift of time? Beloved, if you do not ask the Lord for wisdom in time management, your life be your life will be filled with regrets. If you don't ask the Lord to, to reveal to you how to manage time, your life will be filled with disappointment, guilt, as well as depression. So how do you misuse um, a waste the gift of time? How do you misuse a waste the gift of time? Time is a gift from, from God to us. It is a precious gift. It's a sacred gift. It's, it's from God. And he has blessed us with it. And you can either use it to the glory of God or you can use it for yourself and you can squander it. So how do you misuse or waste the precious gift of time? Number one. Not spending quality time in the presence of the Lord is the surest way to misuse your time. When we fail to spend adequate time in the presence of God, we will misuse the time God has blessed us with. I love that verse in Psalms 140, verse 13. It says, surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright, who are the upright? The righteous, who are the upright? The just, 
Who, who are the upright? Those who love God. The upright are those who are in right relationship with God. The upright shall dwell in the presence of God. Now, so many people dwell in the presence of the wrong things. But the, but the best presence you, presence you can have is being in the presence of God. As you sit in the presence of God, you know what he'll do? As a matter of fact, there's value in sitting in the presence of God. He will reveal to you what you should do when you sit in his presence. He will reveal when you should do it. He will reveal how you should do it. He will reveal the length of time it is to be done. Only when you be still. Say be still. Now, some of you can't make the best use of your time because you just, you all over the place. You, you, you just everywhere. You, you that important. But you got to be yourself still so that God can show you how to maximize the time he has allotted to you. You have to be still. You have to sit in God's presence. Sometimes lie, lie down in God's presence. Uh, sit in a chair, sit on a couch, stretch out, uh, sit on the porch, the back porch, uh, anywhere, quietness, solitude, and listen to God through his word. Listen to God through prayer. Listen to God through his Holy Spirit. And if you do this, this will stop you from wasting the precious gift of time. I like that passage in Colossians chapter four, verse five, Colossians chapter four, verse five. It says, conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders. Making the most of the time God has given us requires spiritual commitment. Pastor Rander encourages us with these words of wisdom to help us begin each day by asking the Holy Spirit to set and prioritize our agenda. Expect the unexpected. Gain spiritual insights on how we spend our time. Set the example for our children. Set personal goals. Acknowledge our limitations and boundaries. Confront the realities of life. And realize the importance of rest and relaxation. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Now, you're, you're to act in wisdom when you're around pagan, when, pagans, when you're around the lost, when folk are talking crazy in the head, when folk are foolish. The worst thing you can do is get down to their level. God expects more out of you because you are his children. And he wants you to, uh, to behave yourself, to walk circumspectly. He wants you to be wise in a foolish world. Conduct yourself wisely if you're going to make the use of, of God's time, good use of God's time toward outsiders. And look at the last part of that verse, making the best use of the time. It's right there. That's wonderful. Making the best use of the time. Number two, many waste the gift of time because of a distracted mind. Time is a gift to all of us. And yet we lose time because of having a distracted mind. So many are not focused and cannot stick a hold to that which is priority. Many have the inability to keep the main thing the main thing. They jump from one project 
to the next project, leaving everything unfinished. They have the best of intentions, but just cannot seem to get it done. I love that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35, which says, I am saying this for your benefit. Do you realize the word of God is for your benefit? God is talking to the church of Colossae and he's telling them, I'm saying this for your benefit. Have you ever told that to your children? Wow. Well, God is talking to us now through his word and he's saying this for our benefit. I I love that. I'm saying this for your benefit. Not to place restrictions on you. Sometimes when you when you set boundaries and restrictions on your children, sometimes they look at it as punishment, but you're trying to protect them. You want to see them do well and make some unnecessary and not make unnecessary mistakes. You see, and the scripture says, I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best. And that's what I want for you as your pastor. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best. Listen to the last few lines, the last line of this verse. With as few distractions as possible. Underline that. With as few distractions as possible. Some of you waste time, misuse time because distractions are getting the best of you. And, and, you, and you're so distracted because you're distracted in your mind. Your mind is all over the place. Your mind is unfocused. Your mind is out of control. Some of you are so distracted until when you come into this church and when you leave here, you will not hear, have heard a word I say because your mind is outside what you got to do when you leave here, what you're doing tonight. Hopefully you ought to be in the Lord's Supper and Holy Communion tonight. Uh, you, 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 you're everywhere but where you're supposed to be and having your mind uh, attuned to, to the word of God. You know, Satan can get the best of you without having you doing some very hellish things. Sometimes you say, oh, I regret cussing that person out. I hope you don't do that now. You know, I slapped this person. Don't do that. That's assault. I, I stole a bacon out of H-E-B. Please put it back. Well, it's, it's gone now. I understand. I understand. But re- repent, repent, repent. Hurry up and repent. Hurry up and repent. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to do all those things for Satan to get the best of you. If Satan can just keep your mind distracted. <laughs> If, if, if Satan can just keep your mind swirling, if he can just keep your mind misdirected, if he can just keep your mind disorganized, if he can just keep your mind disconnected, he says, who cares about you stealing? I don't worry about that. Long as I can keep you from being effective. Long as I can keep you stuck. Long as I can keep you in a rut, long as I can keep you unproductive, I still got you. I still got you. A distracted mind is a wasted mind, is a wasted mind. So, so therefore, ask the Lord to settle your mind. That's a prayer you ought to ask. Ask the Lord to settle your mind so he can make 
clear the spiritual goals he has for you this year so that you may give the best of your service to him. Once your mind get focused on him, stayed on him, once you are intentional in your thinking about Christ, then he can do greater things to you, through you, and for you. Number three, uh, how do you misuse or waste your time? Thirdly, procrastination will cause you to waste time because you delay taking action when you ought to take action. You delay making decisions that should be made right now. Uh, You delay and procrastinate on completing tasks. Your goals cannot be fulfilled because all you do is talk, 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 talk about what you are going to do. Talk, 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 talk. Next year, talk. Last year, 2014, talk, talk, talk. You just a bunch of big talk. No substance. All you do is talk, 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 talk. But never get it done because you are full of excuses. And when you look around, the years have passed and you become discouraged and even depressed because you were not proactive. You will end up living in a state of regret saying, I wished I had followed through 20 years ago. I wished I had followed through. And that's why I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm trying my best to minister to these college, to the middle schoolers, to the high schoolers, to the college age students, to those between the ages of 18 and 25 particularly, because it is, it is during those times when you make your best decisions and your worst decisions. And I'm trying my best as your pastor to come alongside you, to befriend you, to help you. And uh, you have to let me work with you. You know, I, 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 can, I can put the cookies where you can get them, but you got to reach and get the cookies. You understand? I can say I, I can put the cookies in my hand, but you got to take the cookie and you got to eat the cookie. But some of y'all don't even show up to eat the cookies, millennials. You don't want to be bothered. You in your own world. I know what I'm doing. I got it together. And all of a sudden, your, your world can crash at a moment's notice. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says for everything there is a season a time for every purpose under the sun it's a bad thing it's a terrible thing when you allow procrastination to cause you to miss your season in life your your season is short you, you say, oh, I'm 22. Ha ha. You, 22, you can die at 22. Somebody told me, I was in a meeting one time some years ago. I'm not going to call the name of the person. Uh, we were in a meeting and he was prancing around all hype and stuff. He talking about, oh, I, I said, well, how old are you? I'm 33. Yes, he walking all around. I'm 33. He was just all puffy and high. You know, he's he, young and feisty and all that. And I looked up at him. And paused a while. I said, well, Jesus died at 33. And they fell out all over the room laughing. Just because you're 33 don't mean you can't die. 
We buried a young man at 37 last year. We buried one at 26. And who, who will we bury this year? Will it be me? Will it be you? Death doesn't care about your degree. Death don't care about you being 25, 24. Death don't care about what you got to do. I'm trying to help you get right with God because you don't have as much time as you think you have. Are y'all hanging with me? Don't miss your season. You know, anybody ever gone surfing? I haven't. Anybody ever gone surfing? Raise your hand if you're going surfing. Yeah? Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, we don't have any surfing. Some of y'all scared of that wave. Y'all scared of, y'all scared of Jaws, huh? What's in there? A shark or Shamu or somebody out there going to get you? <laughs> I believe, I don't know much about surfing, and I've never put a surfboard. I've never, I've been to beaches. Oh, my wife and I, we've been to some beaches all over this world. We've been to, I wish I could just take my time to talk about all the oceans we've been to. And, uh, but I've never got a, a surfing board and well, got myself way out there and caught one of those big ones. But I've seen folk, I've seen folk catch that big wave and they get that wave and they catch it when it's cresting and then they ride it. But they don't got just a, little, a few seconds to ride that wave because in just a few moments, that wave is coming what? It's coming down, and it's going down fast. And, it, and you know what some of y'all do? Y'all wait till the last minute, do all your devilish stuff, uh, have it your way, make all the money you want to make, live high on a hog, have it my way, and now you're going to step on your wave when it's at the, she- the seashore. Well, I'm going to catch the, I, I, I'm in my season, and your season end up being two minutes of your life. If, if, if you're going to catch the wave, catch it on the upside. Catch, catch it before it goes, before it crests. Catch the wave so you can ride the wave because that wave is short. Life is short. And you don't have the time you think you have. It's a terrible thing when you allow procrastination to cause you to miss your season. And some of you have missed your season. And that's why you all messed up. That's why you got some folk, uh, they 50 years old, 55, 60, trying to look like they're 20. It's too late. Too late. Too late. Too late, too late, too late. I don't care how you frizz it up. They were talking about, I saw a show, they talking about they can give you some hair right now. And they had these shops, and I said, I said look, oh, look how he got the hair. Maybe I ought to get some of that. And they had the hair, and they, they put some stuff and some glue, and they had it, and boy, and, I, and it was about $800, and I looked at that man, and they, I said, they, they say about last about eight weeks, I mean, eight, three months or so. I said, that's a lot of money for three months. I think I stay the way I am. But, but, but you can do all that stuff and think you glamour girl or glamour boy you, you just found yourself and you just playing games with yourself. You missed it. You old. You're not young at heart. You, you old. So I'm trying to tell you now, don't miss your season. You're growing older faster, faster than you think. After a while, you folks that think you can see good and run good, after a while, those steps are going to slow down. After a while, you're going to be like me and going to get you some glaucoma. I hope you never get it. 
And you're going to get all this. I'm so tired of squeaking stuff in my eyes and taking this and that. And I forget the pills and then sometimes I get them all mixed up. And I'll, Anybody like me? Then I drop the pill and I don't care. I dust it off and do that and pick it up and go. I know y'all don't do that. I, those things are too high. I just, I just do one of these numbers. You know, I shine it up. Praise the Lord. Do I have any witnesses out there? You better pick that pill up. <laughs> it's called aging, folk. You young folk, enjoy your youth now. And give God your life now. As a matter of fact, if you give God your life now, he will, he, he will help you make the most of your time. He'll help you redeem the time. He'll cause you to flourish even before the time. What you do, don't. So when I'm coming to you and I'm reaching for you, don't run from me. Don't duck and hide. Come and say, Pastor, what, what can I do? Here's my number. Call me. Look how quiet it got then. We are responsible for how we use God's time. His word says we will give an account to him at the end of our earthly lives. We have no excuse. God has everything we need to make great use of our time on earth. All we have to do is avail ourselves to him. For he tells us to keep on asking, seeking, and knocking, and it will be given. We will find and it will be open to us. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.